What's the most important resource that you have? If you really thought about this deeply, I think you'd come to the same conclusion that Joey and I did. It's time. In our newest book, Wealth Without Wall Street, The Three Steps to Financial Freedom Through Passive Income, we talk about how are we tracking that time? Well, what is the thing that we can do to get more of that time back? That's right. If you've ever been listening to our podcast and thought, man, it would be amazing if I could take all the things that you guys have learned over the last 10 years and just summarize them, put them in some way to easily digest them and take action, that's what this book is all about. You're not going to want to miss it. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash new book and get your copy today. All right, I'm going to give you a quick heads up as you get ready to listen to this podcast with Eric Rice that you cannot, I say cannot, put it on two times speed. I know we're the slow tigers, <laughs> but I mean, today Eric brings the heat stallion. He messes up the whole flow because he's way faster, not only in thinking, but in talking than we are. 150%. Um, if you have been searching for passive income, this is your episode. If you've been searching for a way to reduce your taxable income so that you can save on taxes, this is your episode. If you've been looking for a way to be a patriot and to fight the tyranny of the energy crisis that we are in, this is your episode. Eric brought the heat on all fronts. In fact, I mean, we really could have just kept talking for at least two or three more hours. But for your sake, we cut it to just the, the key points just to get at the most out of this. Yeah, Let's, I, I, I don't feel like we could take anything else away from this episode. Why don't we just jump in with Eric Rice right now? Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast, your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income, all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. Welcome tribe. Today, our guest is Eric Rice, who's gonna be bringing you everything you need to know about the oil and gas industry and how to make it passive on your behalf. Eric, so glad to have you today. Thank you all for having me. I'm glad to be here. Well, Eric, it, there's a lot of things that we talked about before we press record that we can't talk about on the podcast because it would lead us down so many different avenues that would distract from what we're talking about today, which is building passive income. But I got to start where your past intersects with Wall Street, because as we were talking before, you actually used to work in the belly of the beast, but yet no longer. Help me understand why you decided to leave that and start on the path in which you're on now. Sure, sure. Yeah, so I was definitely in the belly of the beast. Um, I've been a trader. I manage money um, for- Was that trader, was that trader T-R-A-I-T-O-R or- Oh, no. So, okay. A-D-A-D-E-R. Okay, okay. No, just making sure. Definitely not. As you can tell, definitely not. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so no, I, I began in that industry and then I managed money. Um, I was a top 30 under 30 with one of the big five firms. Uh, the reason I got out of that industry is because I, I loved the financial part of it, uh, to be honest with you. And the managing um, you know, your book of business became a little overwhelming. Plus, I'm an independent spirit. So I ended up leaving 
managing money and uh, I'm a, I'm a 14 time startup founder. So I wanted to apply my knowledge of finance into building businesses. So I've, I've built everything from, you know, alternative uh, investment platforms to gaming, live gaming. I still get calls from a company that doesn't exist anymore for to book these live gamings. Um, AI, machine learning, social media. My last venture was quantum biology, uh, taking quantum physics and applying it to biological entities, which I hope to do to oil and gas one, at, at one point in the you know eight to ten years down the road. Um, but yeah, I find myself here for a very specific reason. The belly of the beast is an accurate term because that beast is designed to devour you. Um, Wall Street is a controlled opposition for finances. It absolutely is. There's no other way to put it. Um, my pathway here was kind of a, a journey many are on, uh, especially the conversation we had. You want me to kind of go through that? Because I think. Yeah, yeah. Jump in there, man. So I was in California. Um, I actually was, I'm from Chicago originally, grew up in uh, Northwest Indiana, right outside the city. And uh, my wife and I moved to California after a tragic event because she always wanted to live there. I didn't. Um, but we ended up going there and uh, launched a bunch of businesses, had, a, had, had some great success there and, and, and really enjoyed being there the first half that I was there for 15 years. The second half, I started recognizing real societal problems um, and a lot of things that you probably have a conspiracy theory friend that'll tell you about or uh, something that you know on your own. Uh, it's a little bit different, doesn't align with my belief structures. And, um, and I was running a business that was doing great. And when the COVID policies kicked in, you know, I owned a lab. So I, I actually looked at the size of, of the actual pore in a mask and the size of a virus. And I'm like, this is a Cheerio through a hula hoop. This isn't doing anything yet. People were throwing star, you know, starburst at me at candy stores because uh, I wouldn't wear a mask. And it just wasn't, wasn't for me. So, uh, so I left that business. I spent about uh, 15 or 16 months of my time vol volunteering around the country. Uh, working with patriot groups and people who are, who are fighting for freedom of speech, freedom from tyranny, freedom from taxation, uh, trying to find ways to liberate, you know, people's minds and hearts so that we can take action and get our country back. Um, that becomes that becomes a, a big drag on your savings when you're volunteering your time and traveling around all over the place. Uh, so I need to find a job. And when I sat down, uh, I haven't worked for anyone in uh, at least 18 years, if not 20 years. And, um, and I told my wife, I just looked at her, I prayed about it, and I went to her and I said, I'm going to get into oil and gas. That's where we need the most help because to have a sovereign nation, you have to have food, water, and energy. And as this new, whatever you want to call it, in, in Washington, D.C. took over, they started crushing this industry. So being a fighter that I am, I wanted to get into this industry because I wanted to, to help you know, revolutionize the space in some way. Um, which our CEO has already done with the way that we structure our deal. So I interviewed with a bunch of oil and gas companies, uh, found King, most of the, not most, all the other companies have the same type of offering uh, where you, you invest, you get a tax write-off, you get monthly income, and that's it. We added the real estate to this. So looking at what we offer and what was available in the world, it's, you know, for me, I get to serve, I get to serve three things every day. I get to serve my company, which feeds my family. Uh, I get to serve God by doing what I believe in, and I get to serve this country by taking money out of the hands of the IRS, putting it into the ground, drilling oil, and then helping every victim of this poor administration offset the problems of inflation by providing monthly passive income. So couldn't be happier to be where I am and and, and talking to guys like you because we seem very like-minded. Yeah, totally. I, I love the passion. And I want to dive into some of the stuff you talked about. You talked about oil and gas, and you said that, man, we are facing tyranny from an administration in this industry. Get for for those of us who don't really know, right? You can see gas prices going up, so you assume that there's issues. Just label just a couple of the things that's happened over the last couple of years in the oil and gas industry from this administration. 
Oh, sure. I mean, day one, they struck down a pipeline that was designed to offset cost and increase production by 21%. So that, that was day one. That was literally day one of, of the resident uh, taking office. I will not call him the other name. Um, don't care what anyone thinks of me. Uh, on the other side of things, since then, the tyranny has been imposed by, we, we've already now funded almost a trillion dollars towards green energy. Our government, that's not our government writing a check. Our government are salespeople for a federal reserve that is not part of this nation that collects money through us through the IRS, who is also not a federal organization. They're stealing from us. They have been since we were young, since we were born. But they're doing this right now to fund out the worst experiment in human history. The stats of green energy are this. And this was my first interview. He said, I see you're a CEO for many years. Why do you want to work in oil and gas? I said, because green energy is a hoax and I want to be there when it pops. And we're starting to see that because green energy has had a 10-year run. For 10 years, they funded $10 trillion in 10 years has gone into wind farms and solar farms and all these other things. When they began this process of the Green New Deal, uh, oil and gas, fossil fuels, which is also a ridiculous term and doesn't come from dinosaurs. Um, but at the same time, this fossil fuel industry accounted for 87% of the world's energy. 87% after 10 years and $10 trillion, it now accounts for 86%. So if you continue to put money into something <laughs> wow. that produces a 1% return after $10 trillion in a decade of time, um, you know, we're starting to see the remnants of this with companies like BlackRock and states defunding them. Um, so everything I kind of wanted to see from the inside has happened. But since then, the, they've also shut down all the federal drilling lands in Alaska. This is dangerous, guys. This is, this is national security stuff. Uh, so between Alaska and Texas, and now mind you, our whole lives, we've been told that all the oil's in the Middle East. It's not true. The bulk of the, of the natural hydrocarbons that exist on Earth are between Alaska and Texas and many states in between. Between Texas and Alaska, there's enough oil and gas underneath the ground to power every car, building, house, manufacturing center, shipping boat, airplane for the next 581 years. 581 years. This is not a fleeting uh, energy source. This is a robust energy source that they are forcing it to become scarce. This started with Rockefeller. Now they shut down Alaska, they shut down Utah, they shut down federal lands off the Gulf Coast and the Atlantic. That accounts for about 31% of the energy that we naturally derive from this country. Uh, there's no myth behind the fact that we had pure energy independence with the last administration. We were actually becoming the number one exporter of energy in the world. We are now begging communist nations to give us dirty oil that we have to spend twice as much to purify and to run through the systems to make it useful for us. This is a dangerous thing. Along with this, we've also sold off all the strategic petroleum reserve. Here's something most people don't know. The, uh, the last GDP report, which coincidentally was two weeks before an election, uh, you know, we had, we had a, a, a zero move in the GDP and then two consecutive negatives, which for the last 40 years has meant that we are in a recession, but of course they changed the definition. Uh, so now it doesn't mean that, it means something different. Uh, now, miraculously, before an election, we saw 2.6, you know, growth in GDP. Well, where did that come from? I've read the report. It came from, number one, the largest export of liquid natural gas on planet Earth. Our country sent out more of our liquid natural gas to Europe than any, than any other time in history. That's one. The second one is the sale of the SPR, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, which primarily went to China. So we sold our energy to foreign nations, including our enemies. And the third one was the sale of weapons to NATO's NATO nations. So when you look, if you remove those three things from the GDP, we actually shrank as a domestic economy by 8.6%. That's frightening. Now, our Strategic Petroleum Reserve currently, they state 
that it has 300 little little over 300 million barrels of oil. We use 18.6 million barrels of oil a day just in the United States alone. That leaves us less than two and a half weeks of energy reserves for this nation. That's where we are right now. Talk to us about how do we take take back charge of that? Like how 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 can Joey and I or anyone listening to this participate in being the patriot that you talk about, being someone who's going to try to um, invest in this area? How do we do that? Is there a way? Is it just simply by supporting groups like yourself, investing in this to not only receive the, the tax benefits, receive the passive income, but are there other ways we can get involved? Um, yes. Well, to make it simple, you have to you have to look at you know this is the, we're in we're in a, a grand scale psychological information and financial war. Whether people want to wake up and realize that or not, it's the truth. Um, the plans of our enemy, which I've trained with many people around this country and learned many things I didn't know, um, their purpose is to destroy the middle class. The middle class thrives upon low energy costs. They thrive upon low inflationary periods where they can save money, and then they thrive upon the ability to not be taxed. So if you look at those three things, here's, here's your enemies. Your enemies, number one, are inflation because your dollar's worth less. Things don't cost more, the dollar's worth less. We now have BRICS mounting doing gold-backed uh, uh, currencies on the other side of the planet that accounts for 48% of the world's population. We're in a really bad spot. Uh, but our enemy wants to raise inflation to drain our bank accounts, and then they want to steal from our income by increasing taxes. They're also increasing the ability for you to profit upon leverage or debt. So we're looking at rising interest rates, high inflation, and high taxation. What we offer is the ability to make an investment. Just the simple answer is our investment is 100% write-off against AGI. So you invest $200,000 in the first year, approximately $150,000 to $160,000 will come off your income and the rest of it over the next uh, five year, four years. And then we produce monthly income and our, our funds average anywhere between you know, 14 and 21% paid monthly. So you make an investment, you lower your income, you increase your monthly passive income to offset inflationary costs. And at the same time, we include the assets in the fund, which no one else does, which allows you to gain a multiple. So not only can you you lower taxes, increase your ability to fight inflation. You're also thinking forward and incre increasing your ability to earn wealth and to be able to have more capital in the future beyond the income. Um, but other ways you can get involved is to stop feeding the beast. Look at all the companies out there that are supporting agendas that don't align with your beliefs. Stop buying from them. Start buying local. Start finding mom and pop stores. The, the COVID, COVID by itself, um, you can think of it what you will. I have really good inside information. I was in, in the submitting trial uh, business at the time. Uh, I can tell you that COVID was the largest transfer of wealth the world, the world has ever seen. Normal people lost $4 trillion and the elites got $4 trillion in return. It was, a, it was a quick hit. I remember moving to Texas, talking to a guy about this, and he didn't believe me. And we were sitting at a burger place. And I said, isn't it interesting? This is in early 2021, January 2021. So isn't it interesting that this little tiny hardware shop right now isn't open, but Home Depot is? Why is that? Don't they both sell the same things? But the little guy, it's dangerous. You're going to get sick and die in there. But you're perfectly fine in Home Depot because they, they're going to protect you. Home Depot is your savior. And it, it, you have to stop feeding the beast. You also have to find ways to cut any taxable income by any stretch, period. Whether it's making donations, investing in oil and gas, you know, speaking with your CPAs and finding new ways of reducing your taxable income, paramount to success in a difficult time. And then, of course, monthly passive income is always important. You know, it's always important to build wealth and offset inflationary costs. 
I can go on for hours, but I know we don't have that kind of time. If you've listened to our show for any length of time, you've heard us talk about infinite banking and how we were able to use that concept to create over $50,000 a month in passive income. But it's just not that easy to figure out how does this all connect into my own personal system? Stallion, that's why we created the Passive Income Operating System, bro. It shows you how to turn active income into passive income. It makes all the steps come together. If you would like to get access to it as a podcast listener, we've never given this away in public before. Go to whatswhatwallstreet.com forward slash P-I-O-S. There was nothing worse than walking into class when you're in school and the teacher saying, pop quiz day. Why? Because you were unprepared. Are you unprepared, though, for financial freedom? Don't be. Find out how close you are by taking our 30-second quiz at wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash quiz. Well, I, I love what you're saying. Um, obviously, we're like-minded in all the things that you're mentioning. The A couple of things within our inner circle and our passive income masterminds, we talk about the really there's five pillars to get to financial freedom. And um, some of those you've mentioned very clearly. Um, creating passive income is one pillar. And another one is tax strategy. So being able to reduce your taxable income um, while also creating passive income at the same time is just super powerful that you've mentioned. Now, the component of the real estate being involved, that's something, as you mentioned, is, is a unique opportunity within King Operating what does that actually look like for an investor? So they, they get involved at the, the, the front side of a fund. Is it a five-year play? Is it a 10-year play? Like what, what is, and then what does that actual exit look like? Is it selling to another operating company? Like those are the questions going through my head. Sure. Um, before I get into that, I'll explain how 99% of the other oil and gas deals that you'll be talking to about um, work. So in general, an oil and gas deal is small. You know, we're investing in one to three wellbore deals. That's what we call them, one to three wellbore deals. So if one is a dry hole, you have 67% left uh, to earn from. So there's always higher risk with a smaller project. Uh, the other way they work is in general, you'll invest in the hydrocarbons. So if you read your contracts, you're investing in the oil they pull out of the ground, not the rights to it, not the rights to the land. So the way these deals usually work, and this is pretty historic, I used to manage money, so I'm familiar with these deals, but in general, uh, the way they work is someone invests, they get a great tax write-off. You know, here's the, you guys will love this. So the tax, the tax code that allows you to write off 100% of your investment in oil and gas is a Reagan era tax code, and it's from the year 1984. Just, I always find that to be funny because we're living in 1984, um, <laughs> in, the, in the preface of it anyway. Uh, but the, the way that they generally work is you invest and they're usually 20 to 30 year deals. You know, uh, an oil well can can be productive for 25 to 35 years. That's a long time to just collect, you know, mailbox money. Um, in general, these things will get cut off in seven to 10 years because what happens is you're getting raw land and you're converting it into an economy of scale through an oil field. So you're taking a raw piece of land, you're chopping down timber, you're building pads, you're drilling wells. Those wells produce income. And then you're, start, you're starting to look for other wells. So when, when any decent oil company looks for land, it's not like, hey, there's one big pot of honey here, we're gonna drill it. It's usually hundreds. So you're preparing what are called proven undeveloped wells. These are worth a fortune to big buyers. You've already done the surface work to uh, give them an easy path to drill and generally a lot of the permit work too. 
So that's how they work. In general, you'll invest, you'll get close to your money back or a little over your money back. And then the oil and gas company sells this project to a bigger player and they keep all the money. This has been going on for 35 years. Uh, our CEO, Jay Young, wrote a book about this. So if anyone wants that, they can do the contact later. We'll send them a PDF version uh, to read it. So what we did was different. We actually sit on the same side of the table as our investors. So not only do you get the hydrocarbons and the, and the revenue from this, you're actually in the deal with us. So we look to divest twice. We call it divestiture and an exit. So you'll invest, we drill. Every time we drill, it increases the value of the land, just like raw real estate. You build a, 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 an apartment building and it's worth more. You fill vacancy, it's worth more. And people will buy that surrounding land to be able to develop a dry cleaner and a grocery store and a gas station. There's value. So every time we drill a well, we increase value. Every time we, we develop a PUD, a, a well that we know exists and we're preparing the surface, the value increases. So what we do is we raise capital, we start drilling, increase the value, we try to double our value. And then say in this fund, we're raising $200 million. So we wanna get the fund to call it $400 million in value for the overall land. At that point in time, especially in 2023 and 2024, you're gonna find pension funds and endowments all across the board are gonna have very little very little to choose from to be able to fulfill their income mandates for their for their shareholders and right holders so what we do is we look to sell 30 to 50 percent of the fund to an income buyer that's just a simple transaction uh, that that frees up capital then we return capital to all of our investors so we're looking to have you in the fund for 24 to 30 months before you get your capital back but then we keep building the properties we're still building the oil field as we do that over the next two and a half years so we are a three to five year fund but the purpose is to be able to create an existing operational oil field for one of the majors, you know, Shell and Exxon to come in and purchase. Now, never before in history have we been in a better time for this. Uh, I think God blessed me with this opportunity um, and a lot of good research went into getting into this industry. But we just went to the Heart Energy Conference, which is a big uh, inside you know, industry conference for us. All the majors, the biggest companies out there, the biggest drillers, they're not drilling, okay? Even the resident is trying to tax people for not drilling. So I don't know if, whether it's they're, they're protesting or, or just buying shares back with profits, but nonetheless, they're not drilling. They announced, all of them announced a zero to 5% projected growth over the next five years, which means that they are looking to purchase existing oil fields so they have easy drilling operations to fulfill demand. And the demand story in this, in, in this country and around the world is one no one is talking about. It has been manicured and controlled to keep your gasoline prices low until you know new administrations take place. Um, we're about to see the demand bubble burst when China opens up. That's a really big component to what's coming. So never been a better time where demand is about to increase. Supply has been reduced all across the world um, for, for our investors. Tough time for the world. It will be a tough time uh, for people all across the board, but good time for investors. What I heard you say is that we're going to be drilling and finding opportunities for to sell off these wells that are producing to majors, which will then produce bigger windfalls, bigger exits as part of the strategy. Yes, sir. That's correct. And the other question I asked or wanted to follow up with is you mentioned that uh, being able to sell part of the fund off to and did you say an income buyer? I'm not sure if I said the right I'm saying the right thing. Yes, yeah, like a pension fund or an endowment fund. Does that allow the investor to still participate beyond that, even though they've returned their capital? Yes. Yeah. I, I kind of make a joke, so don't take this seriously, but I kind of say it's like uh, you know, we're, we're going to take your house money off the table. Are you going to take your money off the table and continue to gamble with house money? Uh, that is our process. 
So the investors come in, the, the equity that supports the growth in the operation, it builds a, a new valuation, and then we'll sell that off to an income buyer. Um, so you will have a slight reduction, you'll lose some ownership, but you'll have your capital returned to you and you'll still be receiving monthly passive income until we sell the project in, in its entirety. It's fascinating. All right. Very similar to multifamily deals where they refinance yeah. and pull your capital out. Can you talk a little bit about the history of King operating and how they've been able to do this in the past and just some of the lessons you guys have learned along the way? <laughs> uh, we should make t-shirts called lessons learned. Um, that is kind of the, the most, number one, we we're, we're very, um, you know, this is a, a company full of believers um, and we've really changed the, the model around over the last few years to get into more of a transparent and truthful and honest and completely open environment. So in that, in that model, we've been around 26 years, uh, we did deals exactly like everyone else did until 2015, exactly the same. So we did the same type of deal that we sell against every day. Uh, in 2015, we did a small project to test out the theory. Uh, we raised four and a half million dollars. We sold the project in 19 months for 13, or excuse me, 14 and a half million dollars. So we made a tremendous return on that uh, small project. We launched another fund in, in, in 2018 when oil was at a negative. So we got some great deals on land. Uh, and then through that process, we that was where our lessons learned began because uh, we worked with private equity for lending. And we saw COVID hit, a pandemic hit uh, in the middle of a regulatory crisis while regulations were changing, anticipating a new administration. So we faced some trials there. And to be honest with you, we missed a covenant. So we got removed as the operator. We still own the fund. It's still doing 18% a year and it's in the process of being sold. Uh, we just launched another fund in, in late 2019, or excuse me, in, uh, late 2020. Uh, early 2021, we funded out $82.5 million. It's producing an 18% annual return right now, and we are still projecting a 3.5x exit within five years. And uh, this summer, we start shopping around or entertaining deals from endowment and uh, and pension funds for our first divestiture. So we anticipate our investors who came in in, in August and July and June that in less than a year, they'll have their capital back along with 18% returns and a huge tax write-off. Awesome. Well, this is this is super fascinating to me. Um, Russ, is there anything that you feel like we've missed along the way in this episode? I, I just want to make sure people understand the opportunity, understand the the backdrop of the why behind why we're doing it. I feel like, Eric, you've done a great job of, of you know, building that out for why you are so passionate about it and why others can get involved. Anything that you think that we've missed here? Russ? Well, I, well, here, here's what I would ask is I'm, I'm listening to this podcast and, and I have just the basic questions, which are going to be, okay, um, how do I get involved? What are the, the biggest risks that I should consider as an investor? And um, what are, you mentioned the tax benefits. Um, how are those tax benefits effective to my active income, my passive income, just some of those things that, again, I know you can't get tax advice. So I don't want to put you on that spot, but just giving um, just some basics around that as an investor, someone who's listening to this, who's just trying to figure out how does this play out for me and my family? If I were to be looking into this, whether it's with you guys or someone else. Good questions. Yeah. So on, on the risk side, um, number one, if you want to get involved, I would suggest you reach out to us and have a one on one conversation. That's always best. I generally won't give I certainly won't give financial or tax advice. Definitely not on the Internet. Um, but that's the best way to go about getting deeper information uh, as far as risks involved with us. There's always risks. Um, I mean, we, we literally drill miles below the surface of the earth to extract hydrocarbons through piping. 
um, and then sell it in the market. So the good news is that technology has come along so far in the last five years. Actually, behind me, you just saw our, our, our head of drilling operations come in with a big map. Um, so the, the, the process behind this, we, the first and foremost, myths to bust. We know where all the oil and gas in the world is. That's no longer a myth. Uh, we're not wildcatting. We're not, you know, you know, drilling and praying that, that God gives us oil. We know where it is. The problem is, can we get it out of the ground in a profitable manner? And we have, you know, about 140 years of experience in oil and gas in, in this in this uh, in the building we're in right now. That's seen and done about everything. So uh, we take on some projects uh, that we know are going to be big hits, and we take on some projects that if we hit, it's going to be even better. So there's certainly risks in that. We have about a one and a half to two percent dry hole rate. Uh, number one, we build portfolios. So if we miss on a well, we generally know early with technology, with the way that we can use 3D seismic, we can tell you within a foot and a half of where we're standing, uh, exactly where everything is. And then the sensors we use while we're drilling allow us to, to determine whether or not the project will be profitable. So we just had a well that wasn't profitable. We pulled out, uh, we saved about 70% of the expenses and applied them to a brand new well. Uh, so we build portfolios. You know, In this fund, we're looking to drill 18 to 21 fresh wells in the year 2023. Uh, we expect that project to be 50 or 60 wells by the time it's done five years later. Um, so we've done a, a tremendous job de-risking the investment. There's always risk in drilling. Uh, of course, natural disasters are unavoidable. That could that could hurt us. Um, I would say get your money in now. It's uh, December 14th of 2022 as we speak. Uh, the tax laws will change next year. This administration's already trying to get rid of this tax benefit for obvious reasons. Uh, take advantage of it while you can. You put some money in in 2022, add it in 2023, whatever you want to do, manage your taxes. That's the big thing. Uh, the way we work is simple. So we get tax advantages for you based on how we spend. So the faster you have money in, the, the further out we can purchase. And right now with inflation and supply chain, uh, all the money that comes in in December, it all goes in the ground. Nothing sits here. We don't. Money doesn't sit here for six months trying to be deployed. We've done all the work six months in advance to do that. So the faster we get capital in here, the faster and bigger tax write-off you get in year one. More importantly, the more profitable your investment becomes. Uh, we're projecting a 12 to 13% inflationary rate in our industry next year. So if we can order piping through the end of the summer with money off of December, we're going to save 13% on those costs. Uh, we'll also eliminate our supply chain risks, which are, are, are becoming more relevant um, as we get through this. When you shut down drilling operations, companies go out of business. So supply chain constraints are a risk. Uh, but again, early early funding gets rid of that. We just pay, pay for it, you know, a year in advance if we need to. Uh, we've got 11 wells in our last fund that are going up, you know, this month. I mean, it's it's a really crazy time for us right now. Uh, it's even better time to get into it. But the risks are are always going to be the same. You know, we we may have natural disasters. Uh, we may have trouble drilling. The good news is that in part of our growth and and lessons learned is that we've built in an investor relations division within the company. Uh, we've built in an investor relations portal. We're, we're getting much better on communication. Uh, we do weekly uh, weekly drops, email drops to our, our investors to give them updates. We do quarterly business reviews where we'll open up the open up the kimono and let you see what's going on inside. We don't care if you yell and scream at us. We're going to tell you exactly what's happening. We haven't had anybody yell and scream yet, so that's a good thing. Um, but uh, we're we're very much open to uh, you know listening to our investors. It's, it's we truly partner with folks. So. Get your money in early. It'll make the investment more profitable. It'll make your personal uh, income more profitable because you won't have to pay the IRS for it. That's a big thing to look forward to. Well, anytime you can take money out of um, Uncle Sugar's pocket, as one of our coaches <laughs> like to say, it, it allows for you to have more for yourself, which allows you to create more passive income. 
which gets you closer to freedom. Man, speaking of freedom, we are so grateful for you, Eric. Thank you for um, the the platform in which you're sharing this on and for getting out there and making a difference in the world. We thank you for King Operating. If someone wants to connect with you, where would you send them? Uh, you can go to uh, wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash King Operating, uh, or you can go to our website, uh, which is kingoperating.com. Uh, Anne French will take care of you. She's, uh, she's here and ready to help answer any questions that you have. Uh, if you need me for anything at all or want market information, I write our blog and our, our newsletter that goes out to investors. And uh, I'm constantly in the weeds with this stuff. So there's not a whole lot uh, from the geopolitical or macro environment that I don't follow. So happy to help any way I can. Well, thank you so much, Eric, for coming on. Thank you for listening to this tribe. It, again, these are always just ideas that can open you up to new things that are happening. So not only did we get a lot of economic, political uh, info today, but also you got insight of another stream of passive income opportunity for you um, in 2022 and 2023. As always, have an amazing day. This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.